As the moon rises over Otari, an eerie glow again illuminates the fog fen. Signs of the missing cutpers hearten Yosef, but this hope transforms to horror when the identity of the sinister haunt is revealed. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Roll for Intent. I'm your host Trevor, and with me tonight we got Ray, Todd, Micah, and Jake. Hi. Hi. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> evening. Evening. How's it going? Oh, it's late. It's, it's late very late. Us. It's way too late. It's the. Ah, you guys over there on the other time zones. I'm chilling. Hey, I'm just priming my pump at this point. <laughs> I'm full of elephant ears and not the pastry. Hmm. You mean like it's the plant? Pasty chips. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> if you've watched previous episodes, you would know what that joke is. And that's a callback, folks. I believe some Neanderthals call them funnel cakes. <laughs> no, funnel cakes are very different. Oh. No, I don't even know what elephant ears are. I don't know if they know that at the fair. <laughs> I, bet we, I bet if we put some avocado on it, you'd know. For I literally just ate avocado toast. <laughs> As a fat guy, I know my elephant ears and funnel cakes. Thank you. Well, Trevor, you live in Texas. They, they use those as currency. <laughs> yes, that is true. No, an elephant ear is just, it's just fry bread with a bunch of cinnamon and sugar on it. Yeah, funnel cake like actually has to be comes out of a funnel and you make a circle design. So it's like an unbroken fried pancake batter. Yeah, it looks like stringy poop. Yeah, they sound remarkably similar. They're not because elephant ears are a solid thing. (laughs) And and a funnel cake is like a it's a deep fried uh, spirograph is what a classic Texan to differentiate between (laughs) the two. I kind of like the sound of a funnel cake. Take back my earlier comment. Okay, does every funnel cake come with a Bible? Uh, no. But it, but it should. It should. <laughs> so, Ray, how's yeah. moving gone? How's the unpacking gone? It's been great. I found one of my crown jewels. One of my favorite things that I own in the world. And it, it sparked a question that I have for you guys. I'm game. Okay, if you oh, could be painted actually painted doing or just you know in any position which sounds weird if you could be painted how would you want to be painted no let him let him go with this description i like this (laughs) in any position no Uh, how would you want to be painted but because i've made my choice um it is me shirtless actually fully naked i am fully naked in this picture you just can't see it. Because oh my I'm god! I just noticed. Work. I see your I'm, thigh. Yeah, that's my thigh right there. If your it, bosses it, are walking by, turn down your volume. <laughs> um, I'm bareback on Cerberus, but the middle head of Cerberus is my dog, um, and it's that's actually uh, I took my shirt off for this picture. That's what I look like shirtless, guys. That's. Um, I know it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> the polygraph determined that was a lie. I'm I'm looking at that, and it looks like it looks like sixteen grand well spent. Right. <laughs> ironically enough the frame costed more than the actual painting but i yeah. think it was worth it because the um the studded frame uh matches my studded handcuffs that i have wrapped around that's you, okay so you okay this is bringing up we're going down a rabbit hole here 
You know, I'm more surprised <laughs> that you're 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 getting upset at that and not at the fact that he paid so much money for a frame. I think the child would be there like, why didn't you make that yourself? <laughs> I mean, okay, the thought so, was there, but I figured but I should project that on everybody. <laughs> Ray, I need you to get a picture of that and send it to me because we're gonna have to put it on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, that that's, will be uh, official merchandise. You don't that's, think I already uh, have a high definition a, picture? That's a t shirt. <laughs> that is a t shirt. That's gonna be up rollforintent.com for everybody. You can see this wonderful picture that Ray is is showing us. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know who loves it? In fact, it? you know what, right in? Tell, Magnificent. Us, tell us your feelings. I, I want a full critique on that. <laughs> Mailroom at rollforintent.com. Yep. For all your email <laughs> inquiries. Yep. Put tell your friends. Send us hate mail, love mail, whatever. So yeah, what if, okay, you've seen mine. So so if you guys had to be painted as one thing. So there's this, there's this painting, um, it reminds me of like a stalker taking a random surprise uh, photo of a celebrity and they like look over bemused and confused like who's taking my picture. It's a painting of an Italian couple sometime in like the 17th or 18th century just enjoying their breakfast or whatever at the local bar. Uh, and they're just like looking up towards the painter of the painting like what who the fuck is this? And they did that for four hours. While as he, if, exactly, as if he hadn't, he wasn't there for hours. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, and anyways, I would like to be the guy in that painting, just like <laughs> looking up for my food, like my spoon in hand, like who the fuck is this? <laughs> with a bunch of spaghetti wrapped around your fork, yeah. just waiting, waiting six hours to eat, take the bite of spaghetti. Yep. Confusion? <laughs> it's good. It's a wonder you didn't get into art school, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, so we can have like an entire string of uh, like a series of of paintings done by AI. That's exactly what it is. Have you seen those AI paintings? They're creepy. They're like made of eyes and fungus, and I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we were fighting one of those last time. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, all right, uh, Todd. Yeah, your painting. All right, well. I I think for mine, I would want mine in my natural habitat, which would be uh, in a uh, double wide bathroom where it's just me just sitting on the toilet in full thinker pose. But <laughs> I would want uh, I would I would also like the the toilet to be somewhat to scale as I am a, a, a hill giant. So it would just be, it would just be me like, it, it'd be the same as like, like, uh, I don't know, like a, like a chicken trying to take a dump in a thimble. <laughs> you really um, paint a picture there, buddy. That's I, what I I'm, want, yeah, no, that's what I'm going for. Here. I don't want the picture. I don't want the picture of you. I want a painting of a chicken taking a dump in a symbol. That's all I want to see. It's symbolism. <laughs> you know what's out there. The internet is vast. <laughs> no, I would. I would like. Like, I would like uh, just a picture of me with you know my me leaning my massive chiseled jaw, um, assuming that my jaw was chiseled out of jelly donuts. And I would like that, uh, but have like my my um, family finances like sprawled out on the the sink next to it, so it looks like I'm actually doing something. And also, absolutely no clothes except for my torso. I'd be wearing like a like a rope knit sweater, but my pants would have been taken off completely and hung nicely in the towel rack across because this is a double wide. Bathroom. Why have you given so much thought to this? I know, right? This is off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is a beautiful, beautiful machine. He's just that good at riffing. <laughs> is, I could do this for hours. But uh, no, that's that is the that is the exact thing that I would like. And also, uh, the wallpaper would be somewhat like faux nautical theme, like as if it were uh, 
um, de- depicting things that you'd see in Maine. Like, you know, somebody like people that, that hang like, like oars, like and a cross over their fireplace <laughs> and dumb shit like that. <laughs> Raymond, you look like Joseph fucking Stalin in this picture. <laughs> and I also get the impression that Todd really hates nautical mantelpieces. I know, right? I, I very <laughs> I much do. You know what? Fuck anchors. <laughs> I hate them. <sighs> oh, I was wrong. That's now that I see it up close. That's that's not David Hasselhoff chest. <laughs> that's that's full Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> look at his face. That's... He looks like Joseph Stalin. I do look like Joseph Stalin. <laughs> You know what's amazing is that this was the looking at you, Raymond, and looking yeah. at this photo or this. I was this. It's pretty much a photo. This is this is documenting reality. That's I what I'm like, saying. I feel like you you like like you you got some work done. Like you went to <laughs> they they uh, there was some waxing done, and you oiled up for this. Oh, I was I you know they told me it was a regular photo shoot, and I came over over prepared as I oh did. he came. <laughs> well, oh he, he he came. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh man all right jake what do you got um yeah follow that jake i think after putting some thought into it i would like to uh if i could if i still had my my first car i would love to recreate uh one of my uh senior graduation photos and just lay across the top of it in some really old clothing and take some photos in the fall by a river <laughs> But just with me now, with long hair, what was the car? A little bit skittier. A 1978 Buick Riviera. I love that okay. car. Yeah, such a good car. car. Now you say old clothes. Do you mean like clothes that you used to own, or like 90 I mean, year old man it, clothes? It, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> um, I I I used to and still do love wingtips for like, really I, no reason. I, I just like right leather here. shoes. I got a They're nice. pair of wingtips right over here. I can't reach them, but I love wingtips. Yeah, everyone's got a thing, and. Uh, and uh, they were, they were, they were just uh, they were they were nice to wear. And uh, I also would wear like long sleeves and then like an argyle sweater over it because I was cool, classy, obviously. So I would like to recreate those. Um, but I guess now I would have to do it in my '95 G20 van, <laughs> which would be significantly harder to lay, uh, lay across uh, the the hood of that. Don't let your dreams stay dreams. <laughs> uh, I, we have a lot of photographer friends. I bet you I could get something done. <laughs> no, you could do it if you're brave enough. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trev, we saved the best for last. How do you yep. want to be painted, you crazy diamond? You know, the way I want to be painted is probably the biggest thing on my bucket list, which is um, giving a bath to a baby elephant. Hmm. <laughs> Willing or How's that for random? <laughs> a willing baby elephant. Okay. Like, no, like, I, I, I would, would like to love... see you like how much can a, one? How much can a baby elephant actually consent to this? Actually, squatting. I want to see you squatting. A baby, a baby elephant, elephant could really put up a fight if it wants to. They're born like 200 pounds, Micah. Yeah. So it's like two of you. That's They're like born closer to, to 300. <laughs> They're born closer to 300. But like, I mean, you couldn't tell a baby elephant what to do. I don't believe it. You would get bullied by like a saint. It's because they don't speak English, Jake. And that and the fact that it's physically born three times your size. I I freaking love elephants. I think elephants are great. And uh, there is an experience at the Houston Zoo where you can spend a ridiculous sum of money and like have an elephant experience for the day. 
And it is definitely on the list of things I really want to do. And I know that's weird, but I freaking You get love to live as an elephant, eating hay, eating <laughs> some grass, traipsing about the savannah butt naked. You know, as, as elephants do, eating hay. <laughs> that's a Tuesday night for me. <laughs> you know what the worst part about this is like in the back of my mind this entire time, I've because my mind is a con- uh, constant churn of just awful, uh, O-F-F-A-L. Um, they, oh God! <laughs> I'm this entire time. I've been thinking, how hard would it be for me with a couple of well placed sticks and some twine to make a kite out of mica? I don't have enough skin. I, no, I don't have to kill you. I'll donate. I just feel some. like I could. No, I like, like, no, like I, I legitimately <laughs> like could I not just like stretch happen. my skin out. You see, like in the video, my jawline. Yeah. No, I, I don't I, know how many times I have to say that Micah looks like the rye crop has failed, and that's not just because of the bags under his eyes. He's more malnourished than anything else. It's not yeah. depression. It's he a looks like food. a classical I Russian Micah, author. I asked Micah what he had for lunch the other day, and he was like, I had some cheese and like four walnuts. <laughs> I, had, I had one saltine. I was stuffed. I didn't even finish it. My God, that would make me so angry. I wish I could eat that little, but I'd eat that, and I'd be like, that's like a bite. I could eat a whole Micah. And then I'd ask for more. Right. <laughs> all of these pictures are great. I'm glad I can visualize all of them. The only thing I'm upset about is that none of you said that you would just pick the same picture of me, but right behind me, also shirtless. <laughs> 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 just, just no, no, I would, yeah, I would be right behind you on service, but like holding you like it's a motorcycle. <laughs> the face of uh, your dog on service to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be in the picture with you, just like giving you a shoulder massage. Oh, perfect. He's standing right behind me. Oh, yeah. You can be chasing me and drag this dirty hippie to hell. (laughs) Uh, Now that we got that absolute mind fuck out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) We we, we have something to work with there. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, let's get back to Otari and our friends Tovin, Billiam, Yosef, Solas, and the investigation of what they found so far at the gauntlet. So far, they found a muf mitflits, the boss of the mitflit, a spooky ghost made of blood, a bunch of maggots for some reason. It looks like the remnants of the person Yosef was looking for, at least the camp he left behind. You guys came back to Otari for some more information, and at the conclusion of last week's episode, you were speaking with Vandy Banderdash, the cleric, at the Dawnflower Library. And with your description of the haunt, you are made aware of the presence of Belcora, the sorceress slain in the gauntlet by... Hey, Podcast Universe, it's Raymond for another Roll for Intent update. Thank you so much to all the listeners that continue to tune in week after week. You are the reason we do this. We continue to be surprised, delighted, and humbled by how many of you keep coming back for more. The new year is in full swing now, and we're coming up on six months of doing this show with no plans of slowing down. We've got big things coming soon, and we are excited to share them with you. If you want to get the most up-to-the-minute info about what's going on with Roll for Intent, check us out on Discord at rollforintent.com slash Discord. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Roll for Intent. Finally, we are going to keep humbly asking you to please review and rate us on Spotify, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get our show. Besides word of mouth, those ratings help us out a ton trying to reach more people. Seeing that listeners care enough to take the time to write a few sentences about the show really means a lot to us and shows anyone thumbing through their podcast app that our show is really worth listening to. Thanks again, guys. Now let's get back to the game.
the Rose Garden some 500 years ago. So after getting that lovely bit of information, what's on everybody's mind? What's on the, what's everybody's plan? We are in the, uh, we're in the library talking to Vandy Banderdash right now. The Dawnflower Library. At least some of you. I think you kind of split up, right? We did. Correct. We did. I went with uh, Solus. Yep. Uh, I think maybe Tovin is also here, but I'm pretty sure uh, Yosef went somewhere else. Maybe to talk to the mayor. I went to go talk to Yezus Marin and Morlevent. Yeah, and okay. Tovin was heading up to Rin, right? Yeah, at some point. And I think we all said we were going to reconvene and then go talk to the mayor. Right, right. <laughs> talk about the MILF invasion. For the MILF invasion, yeah. <laughs> yep. In our area. Excellent. So who wants to take point? Let's uh, let's uh, follow Yosef up to uh, up to the Crook's Nook. You make your way, oh boy. You make your way to the to the door of the tavern. It's early morning. You still got that that crazy regulars up there that you like yelled at last time you were here. But he's sleeping. Phil, Phil, yeah, somebody water Phil. Uh, and he's he's sleeping at the bar this time, so you don't really have to worry about him. Oh, thank God. There's somebody uh, at the bar washing glasses, and wash is a very broad term for spitting in them and wa- wiping the marks off. God, OSHA violation. It's disgusting. Uh, hey, uh, where is uh, uh, Yin? Uh, she's in the back. All right, good, good, good. And he'll just walk around the back scurry around real quick he's like uh excuse me and like knock on the door frame yes come in I have no idea what voice I did for Yinya last time but this is the one I'm using now <laughs> that's fine it works out um hey uh I'm back so and I've got information and more questions and things are weird um we need to talk and he'll like turn around and close the door behind him if she has like an office weird something huh? to give them some kind of privacy what do you mean weird well, you know like that guy you sent me after yes I found his I, I, I found his boat um, no sign of him but he was definitely recently there um, but more than that the gaunt light is and in and, and, you know particular the, the fortress is very active Especially Justin and around. Well, active. Okay, so first of all, there are these things called mitflits. Are you familiar? Can't say I've ever heard of them, but I've never been much of an adventurer, you know. Uh, there are like goblins, but more annoying and smaller, and not as dangerous. You know, and that's really saying that goblins are super dangerous to begin with. Okay. Regardless, um, they were planning an invasion, but then uh, Tovin and my friend, a compatriot of ours, was able to kind of smooth talk and smooch his way into smooth, smooch, can't embed it to common. I don't have a word for it. Smooze? Is that how you say it? Yes, yes, get on with it. And convince them to uh, we could take care of some problem that they're evidently having, and also there is a a river drake, I believe, living in the gauntlet now. Wait, a it, river drake? A green one. It bit a frog, a giant frog in half. You know those things about the size of a wagon? What What does this have to do with Hyobrook? 
I still have no idea where he is. I don't know where he went missing. We found some of his belongings, but I don't know if he went further inside into the keep, if he's farther below. The Mitflits were digging for something. And beyond that, I'm a little shaky on the details, but the, the woman that the Rose God killed in the in the tower. Ah, uh, Belcora, yeah, from the fairy tale, the nursery rhyme. I don't, I don't know if it was her from what it's been described, but there was a woman made of blood in the tower. Like uh, uh, some apparition, a ghost made of blood that came out of a puddle. And then it screamed all the way to the top into the tower that's emitting that green glow. We didn't follow. We were very hurt. Low on resources. You, it was you, getting dark. You know what this means, though, right? Not particularly. I, I'm only taking a stab in the dark. I just, it makes the most sense. I... Adventurers will be coming to Atari. That means more pockets to pick, more mouths to feed. This could be big business for us, Yosef. Big business. I suppose I'm I'm more there's something that's really bothering me about that glow in the top tower. There's something that's bothering me about that river drake. I think it's a river drake. I remember rolling and getting the check. There's uh a little more I have to share with you as well. It's not just Heilbrook missing. Uh, who else is missing? Apparently two others went with him. So it's not just Heilbrook that's gotten himself into trouble, but he drug two of our others along with him. So be on the lookout for them as well. I, I trust you are going back, yes? Uh, yeah, of course, If as long as you're okay with me not being here. There's more I want to find out about this place, and I need more time. Well, because of this, if you get any information on them, there's 50 gold in it for you. Oh, great. I much more more, but they... A couple of my top men went, went drug along with Heilbrook. Huh. Metagaming, did we see tracks of other people besides Heilbrook in that room? I don't really think that you looked for tracks, but you saw remnants of the the fire. Gotcha. Right. So you didn't really have any no knowledge of how many there were. That's a good point. However, <laughs> it's possible you would have maybe been able to find out that with a high enough survival roll. Hmm. Ah. Something to think about. Also, um, from what I do remember reading uh, descriptions about the Rose Guard, it said, and the, I, I have a reason to believe that I found the room where Otari fell. There is, the Mithlets were digging through a collapsed part of the floor and came just across the top of a staircase leading down farther inside. It would take several days and a lot of work to unearth, but it could be done. You think there's money in it? I mean, uh, it seems like it's an untouched part of an ancient fortress. I'm sure there's something useful down there, but I'm sure it's also dangerous. It seems like the Mithlits were down there. It's probably why you haven't heard of them, but they were pushed out by something else. There's something under the Gauntlet, and there's something in the Tower of the Gauntlet as well. This is why I am not entirely sure I want people knowing. You know, it could be very dangerous. I don't want kids in the streets or, 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 I mean, in the town thinking they're brave and trying to brave the gauntlet now that it's more dangerous than it's ever seemed to me. Yosef, that's not my problem. If some snot-nosed kid wants to get themselves killed in the gauntlet, that's up to them. Well, 
how are you going to tell people then? I don't intend to tell anyone. I have a specific interest, and that's to get my people back. And now that I know that perhaps it's deeper than we'd known, perhaps we'll send more people to acquire more goods, more uh, artifacts. I'm sure they'll sell for a pretty penny in Absalom. I mean, I could always do with a little more change. Anyway, we'll talk more about it once I find Heilbrook and his companions. I'll, I'll be going back today to investigate, but first I have to go talk to the the, the the bookish wizard on the north side of town. Excellent. Well, keep me appraised of your your progress on finding Heilbrook. Anything you find related to him, please let me know. Providing I'm in one piece, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Excellent. See ya. We'll take off. She goes, starts going back through her papers and looks through the this, this stack as you walk out and she then stops and kind of looks off into the middle distance, stands up from the table she's at, walks over to the corner of the room to a strong box, pulls out a set of keys, opens it, and the camera is obscured by her body. She reaches down into the box and pulls something out. So we're going to go to uh, Morlebent. Right? Or uh, are we going to move on to Rin with Tovin? They should do Rin. Yeah, I can I can talk to Rin right now. That's fine. Excellent. So, uh, Rin is traipsing about her big, essentially open amphitheater with tent covers, <laughs> attending to uh, some displays of interesting wind chimes made of a type of stone you've never seen before. Uh, as the wind blows through them, instead of making the traditional bing, 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 they seem to make a specific tone that almost sounds like choral singing. And depending on the, the speed of the wind, it gets more intense or less intense. Sometimes the key changes. Oven, have you ever seen these before? I have not. What are, what are these made of? In Nidal, they call it speech glass. They say it's made from the most agonizing torment. Drips blood onto the sand and lightning strikes it. I think it's all a bunch of hogwash, but makes pretty noise, whatever it is. Sure, it'll sell for a pretty penny. Do they ever make other noises besides singing? Do they, like, maybe scream at them? At all, full well, the other night I heard it sing Buffalo Gals, Won't You Come Out Tonight, but I don't think that's a very common <laughs> rendition of it. Uh, so what did you find up there in the gauntlet? Well, I, I upon your recommendation, I did find Yosef. Uh, he was a great help um, in, in uh, at least searching the place. We, we met up with a couple of others that were uh, just so happened to be there on... Uh, for their for their own means, um, looking for for a lost shopkeep. Ah, that champion and the and the hobgoblin. Yes, yes, yes. They they prove themselves extremely useful there. Um, did you know that there's a, a small army of of uh, I believe milfs? Are they milfs? I don't know if they're around Atari this time. Mifflets, mifflets. Sorry, the weather's not right for them. It needs to be real steamy before they show up. Um, no, uh, there there seems to be a, a, a fairly intelligent midflit that is uh, raising a small army. Uh, they were digging in an area. It looked like Eosef says that's where Otari was killed. Otari of Ashti. 
Yeah, which I know very little about, but it's uh, the fact that he was able to deduce that from from the struggles that happened there. I mean, how long ago was this? It was. It, it definitely wasn't recent. Been five hundred years. We're pretty sure that's the room, but uh, how does this get us any closer to finding out the solution to the the glow in the gauntlet? This is uh, well. I, I I don't think it's linked yet, but uh, I'm still in the dark about this. We up finding our way into the the tower, and we encountered a haunt, and it's it's like nothing I've ever encountered before. It 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 was a pool of blood that uh, actually immediately fed on our champion. Uh, it was it, it was almost vampiric in nature. It did. They say some people have sweet blood and attract mosquitoes more fervently. Perhaps your champion is one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I I believe he just had eaten a banana. I think that's one of the things that happened. Uh, no, he... Uh, but, um... No, I saw it. Uh, it, it formed uh, the visage of a woman. Um, a very, very anguished woman. Uh, I was able to dispatch the haunt temporarily, but... It, uh... It somehow transported itself up into the, the tower and... and from we couldn't pass through there. It's we encountered a lock at a door that was uh, far too intricate for anybody in our party. Um, but I think there's a lot more going on there than just that haunt. I mean, just the um, the midflit. Uh, I don't know. I, we may be in over our heads. Well, remember, discretion is oftentimes the better part of valor. You do nothing for the cosmic caravan getting yourself killed. Remember that. It's true. But we need to know what's causing this. If Belcora is somehow connected, as long dead as she may be, this may be far more serious than what I had initially feared. All right. Now, who's Belcora now? (laughs) Because I don't think Tovin's heard like a lick of this up to this point. (laughs) Belcora was a very powerful sorceress with a grudge against the city of Absalom. Years before, her family had been exiled, and she intended to bring the full weight of the abyss down upon the city at the center of the world. The Rose Guard heard of this and vanquished her. Through no small bit of luck, I I might add, she was well beyond their power. Though they were somehow able to prevail, nobody's ever really been able to figure out how. They were very, very discreet about exactly what happened. A lot of people waved it away as the death of their compatriot having sullen their celebration. But I I feel there was something more there that they never quite told anyone. And maybe that explains why she was able to return. This is uh, this is where we're having the, the issue is that in the room where Otari had fallen, uh, there were Mitflits digging and they had uncovered a, a cave-in section where there seemed to be a staircase going down. The fact that they're meddling there and uh, during this time when the, this haunt suddenly appeared... The two may be connected, and I mean, we, we we're going to have to investigate further. That's that's for sure. But this Balcora character, the way that you describe her, I think we need to worry. 
I agree. I, I believe, though, that the mitflits are truly of no consequence. They can never mount an effective assault on the city. The town guard would make quick work of them. However, if what you're saying is true and... Belcora is stirring. That's what we need to know about. If that is the source of the light in the tower, we have to know. Would you happen to have any sort of, I don't know, any sort of solution to a complex lock? Um, and, I mean, I'd gladly pay for uh, any any uh, you know raw materials you would need or... At least cover the cost. I, we, we have to get up into the actual gauntlet to, to inspect further, but... I would suggest trying to find a key. The lock is probably not simply a lock. There's probably magical wards in place. I would imagine, though, since Belcora didn't fall so suddenly, she didn't have time to stash her keys or destroy any important artifacts she was simply slain if you find the key you'll get access just I don't know where that would be yeah you see this this plant you're pitching to me right now doesn't really work for me uh, we found signs of a river drake that Scott's, that uh, <laughs> seems to have inhabited the place and I, I have no want or need to encounter such a thing uh, yes I've seen him oh you've seen it it's a him flying over the swamp Perhaps I shouldn't assume it's gender, but <laughs> I nope. have nope. seen nope. it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I have seen it, Jim, flying over, <laughs> flying over the swamp. I had no idea that it was connected with the gauntlet in any way. Be, be very, very careful. They are quite dangerous, though. Not as dangerous as you might think. They're not quite as cunning or powerful as a dragon, but they are a threat in their own right. They are heavy sleepers, though. Oh, perfect. That's that's good to know because my stealth is abysmal. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, well. I mean, knowing what what I've been able to find for you is so. The plan is currently to find the key for that. But um, I am still a tad worried about these mitflits, knowing that they were drawn to the area where Otari fa uh, fell, which I'm assuming is where they possibly had taken care of uh, Belcora. I would say one problem at a time, as I, as I stated before, I believe the yeah. mitflits have no consequence. If they become an issue, we can muster the town guard and deal with them. They're not particularly cunning. Nor intelligent, nor strong. Having known that they're planning some sort of invasion, I am going to look into the franchising rights for a Rum Runners. Um, I was wondering if you wanted it on the ground floor. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, I think I'm pretty well done with uh, with Rin. I'm 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 gonna thank her for her time and say you know. I'd, as soon as I find out any more information, I'll let you know. But uh, please don't, uh, don't, don't, don't believe that you're beholden to me or report to me. But if you find anything yeah. substantial, I would appreciate to know. If you find anything dangerous, though, come to me second. Please see the mayor first. 
He has a right to know. Wholeheartedly, Will. Um, well, thanks for uh, the info on Pakora. was literally in the dark on that one. Um, okay. Farewell and adieu, and we'll take my leave and go find my compatriots. Farewell. There's <laughs> a Batman symbol. That I was going to the Batman spinning logo. spinning logo. And then it shows up to wherever Solus and Billiam are. I think we're just, just now leaving the, the, uh, the library where we talked to Banderdash. We'll have fun storming the castle, boys. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. You've been very helpful. So I think the last names on your list are uh, Morlevent and uh, the mayor. That is correct. Uh, gonna go... Mr. Thwomp, if you're not opposed to it, I would like to go talk to Morlebent, the owner of the bookstore. I've been thinking about it. I think we really need to talk to the mayor. Why don't we talk to the mayor after we have uh, reconvened with the rest of our party? <sighs> this is why you are the thinker. I, well... Okay, thank you. <laughs> take the compliment. What is Solus's in, uh, intelligence, by the way? His intelligence is a solid 10. Oh, wow. So like six above <laughs> Billiam. So who does have the highest intelligence? I'm guessing it's Yosef. I actually have a high. I have a higher intelligence than, than, than you, apparently. <laughs> he doesn't use it. I don't use it. It's a uh, battle intelligence. I'm, I, I was just going to say, my, it, it, my intelligence goes out other places. That's funny. Yeah. I'm terrible yeah. in social situations. I have a 14. Um, I have so, a 12. So see, yeah, Yosef is the smart yeah. one here. Real quick, can That's we, fair. can you show, can you ping on the map where everyone is right now? Because, because Bill does not want to go to another bookstore. <laughs> so maybe I can go gather the rest of our, our compatriots. So... This is where Tolkien just was. This is the Crook's Nook. That's where Yosef just was. Okay. Right here is the Dawnflower Library. This over here is his Menhemis Manor. And Odd Stories is right over here. It's the book story. So Odd Stories is most central to everything. Okay. And sorry, can you do where the Dawnflower Library is? The bottom left, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, so are we all going to meet then at Odd Stories, and and Billiam's just going to sit around outside and kick in the dirt and hopefully catch people as they go well, by because books frighten him. <laughs> I'm hoping to like to like swing by somewhere that will that will be of of use to uh, our future endeavors. Um, Ooh, where? I don't know. That's I'm I, I'm hoping. I can't remember from last time, but you were saying there was some something we could investigate, some investigation check we could make against something and we're like when you go back into town you should read up on it or not read up on it but ask about it i can't remember what it was the life haunts thing. maybe oh the haunts yeah. haunts 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 yeah <sighs> well if i think of something while while you're we're talking i'll i'll i mean bookstores is where we're gonna figure out haunts but i'm trying to think of trying to think of somewhere else we can stop by to help to help favor our odds but i can't think of it at, at the moment so we'll continue. And if I think about it, Bill will Bill will uh <laughs> just jump in. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, look what I found. Hey, I remember. <laughs> think. Think. It's like all three of us are dead in the gauntlet. And he's like, hey guys, I remember something. 
Exactly. He's deep in the hundred acre wood in his thinking place. All right. So you make your way into the bookstore. Um, you see two men there. Um, you have Morlebent, who um, is very pale, red curly hair, glasses, and another man that's um, taller, uh, olive skin, dark hair. Looks very, very put together, whereas Morlebent is frazzled. You know, looks like he's can't keep he can't he can't keep time, let alone keep track of the day or keep track of what he has to do. He uh, he seems to be flitting around the bookstore from here and there, grabbing things off the shelves and rearranging them and moving them and forgetting his place while he picks up a book and like, oh, but what was I doing with this and setting them down? And he looks like he's almost making a bigger mess than the one he was trying to, to clean up. If only there was some decimal system for keeping these all in check. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Dewey decimal <laughs> system? <laughs> there, I did another UHF quote just for you, <laughs> Thank Todd. You. Thank you. So, <sighs> hey, you Conan want to drink the from the hose? <laughs> Uh, Solus walks in. Uh, good morning to the both of you. Is one is one among you, uh, Mister Morlebent? Oh yes, yes, that's me. And um, as he does that, the the other man comes over and uh, puts his head on his shoulders, and he's like, "This, let me get this for you. Don't, don't concern yourself with it, honey. Just speak with them. I'll I'll take care of this for you." And uh, grabs him on his his shoulder and. And sends him on his way. He's like, "Yes, yes. Um, I am Morlebent. Is, is there anything I can look for you? I, I deal with, with the truth and with the arcane. And my husband here deals with the fiction. What are you looking for? If you're calling me, you must want information. You must want a, a tome of spells or of alchemical formulas. What, what can I do for you today?" Well, I was hoping most for assistance. My name is Solus Pornatentis. I'm a knight of Last Wall. This here is my companion, Bill Thwump. Uh, we were just in the gauntlet on task from the the mayor, the mayor of Otari to investigate the disappearance of one of the proprietors of a bar that recently collapsed. We came across a certain unnatural being. A, a haunt... An undead, something which nearly took my life, and for that reason, I would like to know more about it. And I was told that you would be able to uh, explain it to me. Hans, Hans, um, yes, yes, a haunter. Can you describe it for me in some detail? Blood flesh, in the form of a woman. I've been told that it was in the form of a woman named Belcora. And uh, a horse neighs in the distance. <laughs> no, um, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is is what 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 is Morlebent? He's a guy. No, he's just a dude. He's just a dude. He's a human. Sorry, I should have specified that. Okay. He's normal. He's a human. He's definitely okay, a human. Just want to make sure. He's. I got to get real bad lollipop guild vibes. <laughs> oh yes, Belcora. <laughs> She was, uh, at the heart of the gauntlet. She, uh, was slain by the, by the Dawn God centuries ago, though, correct? 
If this isn't her likeness, this isn't merely, merely a haunt. And he goes to his books and starts thumbing through them. He's like, I don't, I don't know that I have anything in here connected to that sort of magic. It's typically haunts are definitely an echo of the deceased, but such a powerful deceased. That's something that isn't just <sighs> exercised away with relative ease. It just seems like it's probably connected to something great. I don't, I don't know that I have any information on that at all. And he grabs some more books and he starts thumbing through them and his glasses are slipping off his nose. He's, he's definitely trying to help you, but he's nervous. He's sweating. You can see the bead of sweat, beads of sweat glowing on his face and his glasses are slipping down and they're starting to fog up. Uh, he's wiping the sweat off his head and he's got like a, a cassock that he's wearing or, uh, almost uh, a cassock. Sorry, a cassock that he's wearing. And, and like he takes off the first layer of it because he's definitely hot. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't seem to find anything for you. It just Belcora. I uh, forg- forgive me, you, but you seem nervous. Is this a problem that you had concerned yourself with no. before? No, but she's she's such a so powerful. I, if she's tied her life force specifically to the gauntlet, it's possible she may have escaped. The boneyard, she may have tied her soul to it, and, and, and in that case, this is no mere haunt. It's it's a it's a shard of her soul locked away in the building. No way to really eliminate it without eliminating the what portent is left of Belcora. But I cleaned up the puddle. Killing at the source, you mean? Yeah. I got the stain. The stain, my friend, is you're not in this scene. <laughs> yes, I am. We're all here. I'm just short. It doesn't mean I'm not here. We're not all here, though. <laughs> I, you literally, I thought we said we were all meeting up at the same place. That's where I said I was going. I thought we were all meeting to, at the mayor's place. Oh, that's not what I got. Well, see, at all. because you were confused, you run in in the middle of this conversation. So I guess it makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, I was here the whole time. <laughs> Oh, yes, this is Yosef. Uh, he has been instrumental in our success thus far. I trust you won't eat the bindings of my book, rat man. <laughs> Excuse me? Are you, are you in a nesting phase in your life? I, and and the, um, the other man comes over <laughs> and he's like, you know you shouldn't speak about people like that. Just because he's different does not mean there's anything wrong with him. Think of how many people think we're different. Yes, yes, my apologies. That was rude of me. I'll have you know I haven't eaten paper in years. See, see, he's done it before. I I've let I let that habit go. I have a nice place now. I don't need to make nest. But as, as you were saying, you, you said you wiped away the blood. That's that's merely the physical stain of her presence. That's just a manifestation. I, I bet you'll find if you return that it's leached back from the ground back to where you wiped it from over time that that stain's been festering my boy for centuries it's not quite such an easy fix as wiping it away gross 
then we would have to kill the source. Correct. Didn't it fly up into the top? It did. It did. Huh. I, and it, it was glowing again last night, Yes, right? it was glowing as you left. Humming yep. and everything? Okay, so. It effectively did nothing. Cool. You did nothing! So Tovin just saved our lives even super hardcore because that thing would have definitely killed us. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Though I might be able to help you with research if uh, I kind of have a standing order with Inya's Mara that if uh, any of her thugs find any books in the gauntlet while pillaging and ransacking, they bring them to me. Perhaps there's something there that can help you. If you find anything, please, please bring it to me. Oh my god, this is Otari's pawn shop. (laughs) (laughs) Best I can do is two copper. (laughs) It's gonna take place on the shelves, and it might take me a whole year to sell it, and I've got to display it and everything. It just... I'll run out of business. You know, I'm going to call in my guy. He knows more about this. I seriously made this joke two episodes ago. <laughs> I, uh, I turned I turned to Bill and Yosef. Did we find something in the gauntlet that would be worth selling? Uh, no, no, I don't believe so. Then, no, then we definitely found nothing. I only take books. I only take books. If I wasn't clear on that, I need books. That's what I want is books. Well, at least we know where the fence literature. Disgusting. Fine. Um, no, I don't believe we found any books. Just uh, a lot of disconcerning portents of what's to come. Indeed. If we find any books, I'll let you know. Fascinating. You can help us Fascinating. out Fascinating. But you don't really know anything else about these points? No, not, not off the top of my head. I'm not much of a paranormal scholar. I'm more of the arcane. This guy's voice is changing. I can't seem to hold on to it. <laughs> as soon as you said that he was a truth seeker, I was just like, Alex Jones? <laughs> <laughs> the gauntlet's turned on the freaking frogs gay! <laughs> Listen. Atari didn't die. That was the back. Atari's actually alive somewhere in Absalom. Last <laughs> <laughs> time you're like, Filth Fever was made in the lab. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. So if there's uh, uh, nothing else I could do for you, I've got quite the shop to pick up. And, and if you notice that the whole place is just a mess, you have no idea how he keeps track of anything in here. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you for what you've given to us. Uh, please have a good day. So. He just walked away. Yeah, he's. Bye. And he goes and he. Eats some avocado. He just toast. turns around and goes yes. quiet. He just he goes to the corner like a good NPC and, and is silent. Yeah. He powers down. He poses. Yeah. Walks into the corner with no momentum. Yes, I like that. T poses right into the corner. Clips clips through the door and then backflips into the upper upper attic space. <laughs> this is a Bethesda uh, AP actually. Who they rush production the, on the this um one? the patches will be out soon enough and. It just works. We can't wait to see all the footage in the Morla bent skip. <laughs> all right, so you got one more stop, boys. The mayor. Talk to him about all the interesting tourism opportunities that are coming to Otari. 
Franchising rights. <laughs> Come see the ghost of Belcora. It'll scare you to death. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose we uh, we try to find Tovin somewhere in the, the bustling crowd of Otari. And, uh, you know, get him to come with us to the mayor. All right. You make it to uh, Menheme's Manor. Major Dormo meets you at the door. He's like, yes, how can I help you? Tovin, why don't you take the front? I don't want to lie. We're here to see the mayor. I yell from the back. <laughs> I was about to say, as soon as he says that, Yosef just like looks up at him like, lie about what? <laughs> Yeah. Why would you say that right? What the? Okay. Right in front of the guy's face. I don't want to lie to you. You should talk to him. We didn't even have to lie to him. <laughs> Not to him. I, I, I mean to the Mifflets. Uh, oh. Oh, well, they're not here. They don't know. <laughs> and they're too stupid to know even if you were lying right to their face, which you were. It's perfectly fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take the brunt of that. My friend has an ethics problem, okay? We'll just go to the back, buddy. <laughs> he puts his arm around him, and he's like, come here, hon. <laughs> Could you go to the police, take that off the record? We're going to go get you a soft serve while these the men talk. <laughs> he's, he's gets a tennis uh, ball, and he starts throwing it across the yard. He goes and grabs it like a Labrador retriever, because he's a champion paladin, essentially. <laughs> Who wants to go read the X? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're, we're here Who's a lawful good? Uh, Who's some... a lawful good? <laughs> <laughs> we have some disturbing news about the gauntlet. Uh, we were just there last night, and uh, we we would prefer if we could tell the mayor directly. Yes, he's been expecting your counsel. <clears throat> what? And he leads you in to uh, a study at the center of the house. The house is shaped like a gigantic cross. Um, and you come in through a grand entryway and then through a dining room. And then you make it to the center of the house and there's a there's a large study. And uh, you see that there's two distinct piles of paperwork. And he's working on the left pile and the right pile. No, the right pile is... He's working on the left pile, and there's two separate chairs at the desk, one by the left pile and one by the right pile. And he's sitting in front of the left pile. He sees, sees you, Solus. He's like, Solus, my boy. What you found for me? You got me during mayor hours <laughs> at the <laughs> second half of the day. I, you, I, you caught me while I was being a mayor. <laughs> the second half of my day, I typically... So, so much work being the mayor of a tiny town of 500 people. Oh, don't mind me, just signing legislator. Every day. I, uh, New well, laws. I, I spend the second half of my day uh, working on my lumber concerns. But the first half of the day until shortly after lunchtime is standard Otari mayoral duties. Got a, got a means-tested scholarship for uh, those... Sons of labor workers going to university in Absalom. <laughs> Gotta work seems on that. really weird. There's a lot of tax breaks for lumber work here in Otari, too. I just uh, can I roll a perception to make sure that this isn't just two goblins in a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> what are these districts? Gerrymandering, son of a bitch. 
This I have to. This is whoever's in town at the time. He just invites all his exactly. buddies. <laughs> it's that's how he's it's, like, it's, it's literally the population of the minute is who's allowed to vote. Do they do they require any sort of photo ID? I, I figured that'd be a good just way a to pulse here. Just a pulse. Just a pulse. So the mayor is here. He's doing mayor things. <laughs> what what have you found out there at the gauntlet? The mayor. Our discoveries of, are of the most unspeakable evil. Well, speak of it. <laughs> Milfs. We nearly died. <laughs> There's something resembling the haunt of a... Of one Belcora? And, uh... Just like everybody else that's heard you say that name, he takes his spectacles off. As if he's completely dumbfounded. Look, he did it too! <laughs> looks actually like... <laughs> Belcora. Now... Don't you go around saying that name unless you really mean it. You're going to cause a, this a is stir. A, this is according to Vandy Banderdash herself. The visage, the, the, the being that we saw there in the gauntlet bore the visage of Belcora herself. This was a blood haunt. It nearly killed me. <sighs> also, I, I, I have an idea of where Otari died. Really? Yeah, I know it's a lot to take in all at once. Huh. That is a lot. Basically, um... There are these weird creatures that are now living on the ground floor of the, the keep. Apparently who used to live in lower levels. They're called mitflits. They're like goblins, but worse. And by worse, I mean physically, not like in any kind of threat. Ah, uh, yes, we've... These are likely separate problems, though their source is the, the same. Midflits don't bother me too much. We've had the town guard clear out midflits from the swamp a couple times over the past couple decades. They're, they're seldom a concern. But have you found anything about Harold? And about that time, his daughter comes through the room, just kind of playing and prancing through the room. Oh, fuck. And uh, it's a creepy little. <laughs> she's she's just kind of like skipping. La, da, 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 da. Honey, honey, I'm I'm doing business. You know not to bother me in my study during this day. She said, "The man told me to look for him." And he she points at Tovin. She's like, "What have you? Done? You know she still remembers you. Do you remember her?" I wish I did. What? Who is she? And he she just runs out of the room giggling. Pay no attention to my daughter. She says the strangest things. Can I? Is there a role I can I can uh, run just to see like what what her deal is, like a religion or a cult or what, something that we would know. Like what what she touched by, because we've we've come across her several times and she's she's like a little oracle. I want to elbow Solas too and like try to whisper to him like, she done that to you too. She has when we had first met. Okay. This isn't this isn't a coincidence, is it? She did it to me. I thought it was just really weird. But everybody, give it. me your occultism bonus, and if you're trained in anybody that's trained into occultism, let me get your bonus. Okay, I'm trained plus I four. I am. am I? Uh, no, I'm untrained. untrained. Okay, so occultism. I, I am untrained. Let's see what we get here. You are completely dumbfounded by this girl. You you can't make heads or tails of, of what she's doing. Neat. I was gonna say, uh, Mayor, your your daughter's she's she's very sweet, but she's also very peculiar. Um what 
What was the nature of her conception? And please spare no detail. Well, we were in the back of a 1978 Ford Pinto. Oh, wow. I'm surprised you're here breathing before me. (laughs) (laughs) One piece. (laughs) And you could fit in there. (laughs) Sweet Home Alabama, my favorite song. I just finished a six-pack of Natty Light. Had a Virginia Slim between my lips. (laughs) Virginia Slim. You had me up until that point. (laughs) It's Camels. Or Marlboros and Virginia Slims. What the fuck are you, a thousand? <laughs> uh, no, sir, these Mitflits, they're, they're, uh, they they do concern us in, in the fact that they do seem to be in solace. Uh, forgive me for giving this up. They seem to be mounting some sort of invasion. Uh, they do have a very formidable crustacean at their disposal, and they are uh, seem to be raising some sort of insectoid uh, army. They don't... Re- I mean, we, we we came away fairly unscathed, but uh, but I would be worried in the fact that they're they're actually trying to dig in the area where um, Otari seems to have been slain. And also, there's a river Drake. <laughs> have, have you have you seen a river Drake? Have, have there been sightings in this area? Because it's true, there is a river Drake. Can't say I've seen a river Drake. Well, so there's a smidgen of concern on that one too. And uh, um, you say you may uh, have found the burial place of Atari. Well, I no, mean, uh, it, it seems to be the room where the more or less the heft of the battle take, has taken place. And from what I understand, his body wasn't recovered because the ground collapsed and really, you know, for lack of a better term, swallowed him. And it seemed that the ground was caved in there, and they had dug to the top of what seemed to be left of a staircase. He says, Otari, nothing of his was ever recovered. Not his thieves' tools, not his sword, not his armor. And he gets up from his table, and uh, he heads towards the west door out of this room. And uh, says, come with me, come with me. He, he goes out the left door into uh, the west door into the west wing of his home. You follow him. As you go out there, you see that this this entire wing of the house seems to have been converted into a small museum of Otari lore. Um, and he brings you uh, to what looks to be <clears throat> the crown jewel of this entire collection. Everything seems to be leading up to this point. It would be probably the last thing you'd see as a visitor to this collection. And it's uh, it's four items. Um, all of them belonged to various members of the Dawn Guard, with the exception of there's nothing for uh, Rajani, the fighter, and there's nothing for Otari listed there, but a but a picture of him. <laughs> Shirtless riding Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be the crown jewel of this collection: is to find something of Otari's. Uh, the sword, Volrajani's sword, is in her crypt. But finding something uh, that was once in Otari's possession would be a crown jewel of this collection. On top of finding Harold Rice, if you can find anything detailing the final days hours, moments, anything belonging to Otari. 
it would be very much appreciated if you'd bring it either to me or to Vandy Vanderdash and we could put it as part of the town archives. All right. Well, I like that idea a lot more. But why do you want these things? What 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 gain does this hold for you? Well, sir, this is a it's essentially a museum of the town. It's the only history of the town. He, he kind of gestures around and you see little bits of uh, information about the Dawn Guard and bits of information about the founding and the second founding of the town. Uh, you see the cornerstone of the first building built you know, the first permanent building built in Otari uh, is has been, you know, removed when the building was replaced and was kept here. It's, it's just a, bot, a lot of Otari memorabilia. Like, I've, I've made this wing of... My family's made this wing of the ancestral home into a free public museum for anybody in Otari or any traveler to come see the history of our town, the struggles that the Dawn Guard went through, and Really, I, I would think of this more of my legacy than even my lumberyard. A way to maintain history for future generations is is a worthy goal, is it not? I'm sorry, but what Solus is like, what, what, what do you have to gain from this? I was just waiting for you to be like, it's an election year. <laughs> <laughs> very well, very well. It, it it may come to pass in the future that one of us may like to search through uh, this exhibit that you have. Of course, of course. It's free and public. Just, if there's anything you want to get more close access to, just let me or one of my associates know and we'll make sure that you get anything you ask for as long as it helps you in that quest to find Mr. Ryston. Very well, thank you. No, thank you. Is there anything else I can help you with? I mean, please keep me appraised of anything. I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this Belcora development, but I'm not sure that you have any information to go on. And that means I have no information to go on. If if you find out more, let me know. But please keep this under your hats as best as possible. I wouldn't want to cause an unnecessary panic. We still don't really know what any of it means. I agree. I'm worried as well. I turn to my fellows then. Then... I believe we have to head back into the gauntlet. Continue to investigate. I agree. Let's make sure we're all prepared. Yeah. Sounds like that's where it's going to take Excellent. Us. Well, good luck in your endeavors. Stay safe. I would say now it's probably mid-morning between 10 and 11 o'clock after you've done all this stuff. Sure, you're getting a little bit later start if you're heading towards Gauntlet. And most of the heebie-jeebies happen at night, for the glowing, at least. Wait, what was the first part of that? I was... I said most of the heebie-jeebies that we're looking into happen at night, at least the glowing. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we can make more progress up to the, to the west, northwest shack, yep. though. Yep, yep. Do we know if River Drake's are nocturnal? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, didn't we do a check on that as to when the river drakes would be out? I, I, I do remember trying to go to Yosef to go in there and check it out. Um, <laughs> I don't think you rolled a high enough on the check to get anything specific about okay. the river drake. All right. Excellent. 
So, you guys gonna head up? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. so. I do. Excellent. So. I'm gonna draw draw you guys all back, and you can you know remember try to keep with exploration mode rules and the like. So if you're gonna be investigating while walking through, let me know so I can roll checks for you. Um, so a couple things I may be changing. Um, if you guys are investigating in a space, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys roll your own perception checks. I will still keep okay. doing, you know, regular check or secret checks. If I think there needs to be a secret check, I will do it for you. I might, or, you know, prompt you to roll it. Uh, but I think perception checks are fine. Uh, this is such a huge amount of lore in this. I don't want you guys to be left in the dark. I don't think it really serves a game purpose for you guys to be left in the dark. I'm fine with you guys having meta knowledge that something's interesting about a place because it'll set off other investigations, right? So, um, as you guys make it through that first L-shaped room, remember that L-shaped room that you had the lovely fight around the corner? I would love mm -hmm. to get a perception. Yes. That's a 14 for me. I got a 17. I got a 25. That's a natural 20. Oh, wow. I rolled a 19 yeah, so, for a 20. Okay, so this is kind of cool. As you're making your way through that door, or through that, that room, and go ahead and bring yourselves up into that big L-shaped room there. Full-blown sprint. Not looking. Um, Tovin and Bill, you notice something odd in the corner of the room here. Uh, right in the north west corner of the room. Ah, okay. Oh, in that area. Okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, are you seeing this? I do see it. I'm just waiting for the description. Oh, yeah, I totally see it, but I was thinking you could tell me what you see. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just waiting till I hear from, you know, the, the sage the sage advice of my deity. Ah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> nothing, nothing. There's a thing over here. <laughs> Don't worry about us. Just go back to urinating while you walk. Okay. You filthy There's vermin. definitely not something over here. But if there was, I would easily be able to explain it. So there's an so, Liz, I think there's alcove. <laughs> and you notice that it looks like there was a secret door there and you push on it and it pops open and there's an, uh, an alcove hidden away mm. Ooh. do you think this is where they keep the good china it slides open and you see several grooves in the in the stone and the floor in a circle but it looks like some determined scraping it scraped something out of them let me get everybody that is um trained in arcana or occultism to roll me checks on those. Uh, uh, I, I have the same score no, for both. Can I roll them no. both twice? <laughs> or roll each of them? <laughs> Natural three for an eight. Doing great. I'm going to do an arcana. I got a 17 for a 21. You um, you note that this looks like the remnants of a teleportation circle. This was a teleportation circle that was uh, defaced and destroyed to pull the magical lines of silver and gold out of it that gave it its magic. The, oh. the runes and the, the scribing were scraped out of it. Oh, 
We have uh, grave robbers, it seems, have come here and uh, defaced this. This is a teleportation circle. If we could restore this, there might be a way for us to travel throughout the, the gauntlet. What does it need? Oh, I would love to say 20 minute walk. That's perfect. <laughs> Empty your pockets. Give me all your gold and silver. We can smelt that right now. We can make uh, this work. Uh, hold on a second. No, I, I need you the money also now. know that this is completely beyond repair, at least beyond your skills to repair it. I know, but I'm still going to need that gold and silver. Hey, this is broken. You can't even do this. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, ha- no, I'm pretty sure. I have an authority on this kind of thing. All I have I'm- to do is make fire. It's what, How hard is it you to know, smell? Why don't you give me some of your Even Billiam could give, fix give this. Gold. You know what, Billiam? Give us your gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take it, take it directly out of your children's <laughs> mouths and give it to us. <laughs> I, I, I would gladly volunteer any gold I may have if it I means I pull my, could- out my pocket and said, I got nothing. <laughs> well, I, I have I have some amount. I, I do have some gold so on me. You pull out a pocket and like a moth flies out. <laughs> There's a hole inverted in it. <laughs> um, can we? Uh, would there be any way for us to act fix this? Could we buy the check that you got and you did pretty well? This yeah. is beyond beyond many magic that you you know or anybody you know would know. Uh, would we know like the nature of it, like where it would be pointed to? Can we read any of the runes to know where it's going? Yeah, it's too far defaced. You just kind of you you got a high enough roll to get what it is, and to realize that it's damaged beyond repair. All right. Well, I, I believe, fellas, we found what appears to be the uh, beginnings of a really, really short red herring. Or we can find someone who knows how to fix it. Maybe this would know? be something Morlebent would know. He has a weird approximate knowledge on haunts. That's true. We, we could go back. Uh, Billiam, I'm going to need all your gold and silver. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, Billiam. Don't give it to him. He's trying to con you. Give me no, all your yeah, gold and yeah, silver so I can I'll, keep it away yeah, from him. Yeah, give it to him and then I uh, have him give it I'll to me. I'll hold on to it for you, yes. yes. No, I, yeah, no, I, I <laughs> have no interest in it. My pockets are still inside out with no money. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> of your 11 teeth are any of them you know what just come over here Tell and take give a look. him some money and then Bill give me that money <laughs> I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today um I do believe that this is something that we should probably approach uh um Mortabin about when we get back but uh I think we should just proceed um Bill gets bored of this of this circle and starts sauntering his way this way. Somebody get that boy a highlights magazine. <laughs> In that case, ought, ought we to investigate the northern room? Uh, we could, and also we could we could see where um, Otari fell, and maybe uh, I don't know if we could find a way to maybe check to see if there was a key drop there. If that's where um, Besmara fell. But that's oh, Basmara, wow. Never mind. Pirate gun? <laughs> yeah, no. Never mind. Just see it. Let's go north. Yeah, um, I'm gonna check. Is this door locked? No, it's not. I'm gonna open it stealthily with my stealth skill that I rolled a natural 12 for a 17 on. Hell yeah. Alright, so, um, go ahead and pop open the door. Okay, I'm just gonna. Okay. I'm gonna walk in there. There's, there's a lot of rubble in here. Um, the ceiling has collapsed in the southwest corner of the room. 
The walls bear several shelves, but the books and papers once kept here rotted to ruin long ago, as have the desk and chair in an alcove to the northeast. Oh, okay. Um, I would like to investigate, I guess, as part of the... Excellent. Search and investigate. And I think searching is probably it. All right. What are you going to search in here? I would like to search this rubble that I'm standing in that's creating difficult terrain. All right. Well, there's a desk over here. Okay. Um, (laughs) You know, actually, I want to look through the rocks. Okay. (laughs) I like the rocks. Go ahead. Start start (laughs) going through the rocks. I'll go through the desk. (laughs) I found a really cool rock. (laughs) <laughs> what do my fetchling eyes see? It's blue sandstone. So you find um, in the remnants of the desk, Yosef, there is a hidden drawer that's fallen partially open. Ooh. And there's some, looks like some alchemical elixirs in there. Ooh, I grabbed. Uh, and inside you've got some stuff. Uh, I'm going to make this visible. There is a loot box. If you double click that, you can attempt to identify the things in them. Oh, cool. Oh, so these would be an investigator right now. Yeah. So these would be um, arcana checks to determine the nature of these things. Is this is this like a click? I think you should be able to. or, Or do I have to actually roll an arcana? You have to uh, go ahead and roll an arcana, and I'll figure it out. Okay. Or I could just use Natural the seven for a twelve. Big whammy. Man, I'm on fire. Big whammy. Oh, oh, I didn't see what I rolled. Okay. Uh, seven. Oh, okay, I rolled a eleven for a fifteen. Okay, so one of these we don't know what they are. Toven, you've identified an a minor. Elixir of Life. Oh, boom! Okay, don't worry about that, guys. That's just that's just uh, sarsaparilla. You won't like that. That's it's, it's an acquired <laughs> taste. I'll, I'll just and you've away. also identified something known as a Skeptic's oh. Elixir. And the Skeptic's Elixir sharpens your mind and gives you a plus one bonus to perception checks and perception DCs to notice falsehoods. Mm. Uh, you gain the same item bonus to will saves as well. It lasts for a minute. And the minor elixir of life is a plus one item bonus to saving throws against diseases and poisons. And you heal 1d6 hit points. Nice. Lasts for 10 minutes. Oh, okay. That's actually But you useful. have no idea what the last one is. Wow, you get 1d6 per round for 10 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> I tried, guys. I'm sorry. It almost worked. <laughs> all right. Cool. You want to all of these? You want to roll a perception? Sure do. On the room. Oh boy! Since you said you're searching. Yes. Natural eighteen. Yes. Finally, for a twenty-five. That is a nineteen for me. Uh natural seventeen for a twenty-four. Natural seventeen yeah. for a twenty-two. Oh boy! Everybody wow. except. For Solus. Shit. <laughs> uh, notices a shelf that looks a little loose on the east wall, and one of you, which one of you wants to go touch it? 
I will grab my DeWalt and approach it with a... Fool, I will approach with my Black & Decker, the superior tool. <laughs> do that. My Milwaukee no. and I no, will never what? fit. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Milwaukee is better than the DeWalt. I'll give you that. You pop open the door, or you pop, touch this, and a, and a door slides open. And it leads to a stairs <gasps> down deeper. A stairs. Into the gauntlet shut up. Fred is- oh my god, it's Fred Astaire. <laughs> we, we should actually uh, uh, acknowledge that at some point. Where, like, how difficult it is to play this game knowing that we have an audience as, to po- as opposed to just for each other's bemusement. Oh man, that malevolence <laughs> game is so much easier to play. Yep. Oh yeah, oh yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And way more yep. offensive. <laughs> way more offensive. <laughs> As this door opens, you can feel the rush of stale, damp air hit you in the face. As the seal on the door opens and you can almost swear you hear the building itself begin to moan. As the pressure changes. And we'll see you next week. How can you leave me completely turgid? Hey. <laughs> I'm arriving. I have arrived. Alex just got home too. Oh, perfect. Time for, oh, time for dinner. I can actually eat. Oh, right. What do you guys have tonight, Big Max? Our friend Tint uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paisoin. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio. Michael Gilvey, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. <laughs>